Alright, good evening ladies and gentlemen. Happy Valentine's Day. It's your boy, Mr. Fig. And Mr. Locke here. And welcome back to Fig and Locke Talk. we got a hot show for you guys tonight. We've got a lot to talk about. It's been a busy week. Very busy week. Oh, I've been man. waiting to talk about this all week oh, long. There's so much going on. Uh, so just give you an idea what's going on tonight. we got some restaurant reviews for you. Uh, we have our Deadpool review. Now, don't fret. If you haven't seen the movie yet, we're not going to spoil it for you. We've got, uh, we're going to have a, a spoiler-free review for you. And then if you want to hang out after the end of the podcast for about another 30, 40 minutes, we're going to do a full spoiler-filled review where we talk about everything in that film. So if you want us, if you want spoilers and you want to know how we really feel about the show or about the movie, stick around after the show and you can hear our, full, our, all, our complete comments. Uh, some other things we're, reviewing, we're talking about tonight, games, XCOM 2 dropped this week as well as Dying Light the following. Um, we're going to talk about some comics. And we're also going to uh, talk a little bit about Valentine's Day. Tonight is Valentine's Day. Yep. Uh, here we are podcasting on Valentine's Day. Don't know how sad that is. Not really. Come on now. <laughs> it's also in certain places they call it uh, Single Awareness, Singles Awareness Day. Yep. So, And I got a funny story about that too, but we'll get that get that here in a little bit. Um, so a lot to talk about, folks. Uh, so looking, looking forward to getting into it. That being said, let it, us dive into it. But first, one thing I do want to bring up, uh, just because... Uh, it's been all over the internet, it's been all over the media, the Beyonce controversy, which to me is hilarious because we did a, we did, we did a cast following the Super Bowl. We talked about Beyonce's role in the, in in the halftime show. We loved it, but I, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but any racial messaging, any political messaging that was there was totally over my head. Um, the first thing I saw was, uh, some... Very Michael Jackson inspired costumes, some very impressive dance choreography, and lots of fire in the background. I was completely oblivious to any political messaging that may have done with the Black Panthers or any of that stuff. I don't know. You, you maybe you caught it. I don't know. Well, I mean, I I looked at it and I I, I saw like a Black Panther thing. I guess I, I saw that with the powder puffs, but I didn't think nothing of it. Like like when she had her outfit, the very first thing I was sitting right next to you, you're like, boom, Michael Jackson. And I'm like, you're right. Bob Jackson back in like 95 or 96, he wore an ex outfit just kind of like that. Except my whole zip up, like booty out type yeah. thing. And he has whole like the ladies dancing around. And I was thinking like maybe it is February Black History Month. Because right. Bruno Mars, I was, we made comments on Bruno Mars, mm-hmm. look like he was trying to dress like more street cred other than trying to dress like he was a part of the Beatles last time around. Right, right. So it, it, it's, it's something else. I don't see it. I do know that. There is an undercover hate for Beyonce when it comes with women. Really? An undercover hate? I'm not aware of this. I mean, every every woman I know loves Beyonce. There is. If you <laughs> ask some women out about I've asked a couple. Wait, what kind of women? I mean, black women, white women, white women. All, I've asked, all women? I've asked white women. I've met two black women. But I met two black, not black women ever, mm-hmm. but I mean, I've met two black women in general that don't like Beyonce. And I met a couple of white women that don't like Beyonce because they don't like this whole, like, I guess that soul power sister thing, whatever. They're sure. not into that. They're like, it's too much. Maybe it's over the top, and sometimes it can be, I guess. But I mean, that's Beyonce's. That's what she does. That's her bread and butter. Well, I thought she was. I always kind of thought she was empowering for all women. It kind of gets like, have you seen the SNL sketch where, yeah. the, where white people realize she's black? Yeah. It, but it, it kind of speaks hilarious. It's kind of funny. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's but funny. It speaks to the fact that her music speaks to all women. It speaks to all 
even men apparently she's like, she's like yeah. well, was she black when she was doing single ladies yeah she was very much black yeah, yeah. was she black when she when she did uh, uh what was it delicious oh uh, yeah booty delicious like yeah yeah and it was like when he said was, he she, was, white. was she was she black when she was in pink panther no she was no, white she was white in that film it was so funny <laughs> Dude, or like my favorite part in it was when when uh, uh was zaish zameda is in the street talking to vanessa bear she's like oh yeah like but i'm black no but you're like my, my girl you're like my girl you know what you mean? Know? i mean and it's funny because that's i i, I know that sounds funny and we're going on a tangent here but like people there is racial things like that you're like this yeah nick you're my boy but you know what i mean i don't i don't see you as a black dude you're you're my boy and it's like wait a minute what yeah. <laughs> wait a minute what and he's like, like yo that right guy there that dude's black. Black, very black and i don't trust him <laughs> yo lock you all right with me though i'm not gonna worry about you and you're like what what does that mean like am yeah. i am i downgraded i have to I have to take a second to digest that like am i downgraded my is my is my coloring question you know what I mean? Am I not doing enough, or you hold that esteem to me that I've come clear and you don't see that no more? And I mean, it, it, I've transcended. Well, I guess I mean, all right. So you, yeah, obviously you're a black guy. I mean, did you feel like there was a political Hell message no. there? Did you feel like you no. need to rally to the cause? No, I'm curious. I mean, no, yeah, not at all. I don't understand this. I mean, like I said, I don't understand. And I think it's just people. It's hubbub. It's just something to talk about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, Beyonce was incredibly smart. She did this concert at the Super Bowl, and then she put a commercial right after for yeah, a Yeah, for me, I thought this was smart marketing. And then I guess, I I guess a week prior, or a couple days prior, she had a music video, which I we have not I have not seen her music video. I haven't video. seen it either yet. So, yeah. I mean, maybe we haven't seen a music video. Maybe we haven't seen a music video to actually know... And maybe I should listen a little closer to the lyrics. Like, I guess she made a comment about, like, hot sauce in her handbag or something. That, like, really, That's I don't just, know. That, there is nothing black empowerment about hot I sauce in a so. black I, bag. I, I knew a white guy in my work who had Tony Sashri's, like, like spices and hot sauce with him on deployment. That's because not black. I know, but I mean, it's 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 a hot sauce. He and here's a white guy with hot sauce. What's why the, is why is black people with hot sauce only exclusively for black people? No, it's not, man. <laughs> I think that's that speaks to the hood. Yes, do I like hot sauce? Yes, I put hot sauce on my mashed potatoes. Yes, I like spicy food. But at the same time, I'm not walk around hot sauce where like undercover brother shooting hot sauce out of my wristwatch <laughs> when I need a spice of hot sauce somewhere, man. It's just like I said, it's just a bunch of hubbub to speak down the internet. If you if you build it, the internet shall come, and oh, that's yeah. what happens. And that's, oh, no doubt. And there it is. I think that's. I what just it want is. people to calm down because I think I think it's hilarious. Like people are like saying it's the equivalent of like the KKK putting on leave, a show at the leave head of the, the Super Bowl. queen be alone. I'm like, no, it's not the same thing as the KKK putting on a show at the Super Bowl. They're com- it's completely different. No, but definitely it, extremely yeah, different. Yeah, it, all I saw for me it was just good marketing. Because the dude come out and blow up the sh- blow up the halftime show and then follow it immediately with an advertisement for your world tour. It's like that's. Brilliant. <laughs> she didn't just come on a halftime show. Like I said, we like we said, she took over the halftime show. Mm-hmm. Like Coldplay became afterthought. So yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, it's and, Beyonce and, out there. And she took it over not because of the political message, because she put on a damn, damn good, good show. show. It's I mean, like, the, oh, Beyonce's here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, Beyonce's could, here. Oh shit. I, so for me, I'm again. I, I just I want to talk about it briefly just because I, I I completely overlooked it. Clearly, you did too, but. There are very some obviously some very sensitive people out there, there sensitive, that really uh, read into this. Whole welcome thing. to America. Yeah, yeah, we're all losing our minds. Um, so let's move on from this. Let's talk a little. It's Valentine's Day, obviously. So one thing I want I want to get your comments on. So okay, for those of you out there that may or may not know, I'm married. Um, Nick is single, but uh, I want to talk a little bit about an article I read on WalletHub.com. They did a study. They ranked. All like they ranked 150 cities on basically whether or not they're good good cities to date in or have relationships in, right? 
So Virginia Beach came in ranked 59 out of 150. So that's not bad. You know, obviously, it's not great. It's not bad. Uh, Norfolk ranked 97 out of 150. So, all right, getting gradually worse. <laughs> and then Newport News got 100 out, of one, 100 out of 150. So apparently if you live in Newport News, there's no hope for you. Who's 150? Huh? Who's 150? Do you have to notice that? Who's 150? Yeah, who's the worst? Oh, no, I didn't look. I had to, I'd have to go up and look right, at okay. it. But, but anyway, so I'm curious. I mean, how, all right, how do you – what year was your perspective? What's your perspective on being single or dating in Virginia Beach? I'll talk a little bit about my experience, but what do you – I mean, you're, you're currently single. I mean, do you find it – it's difficult to meet women here? Is it easy? Like, is, date, how, is Virginia Beach conducive to dating? I mean, what do you think? Um, I think this area itself, it really – it's a crapshoot because right. it's like you have – we we have experienced that shore oh, drive. Sure. Shore drive itself yeah. is very clicky. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, you know this person from this person. Okay, you could talk with us and this is that whatever. Downtown Norfolk, they're a little different in the idea where we've we've had in the past we've had great success talking with women and mm-hmm. Norfolk because well they're just a little more open minded. You know what I mean? They're about hey meeting new people and is that which is great. Uh, but I can see maybe that number might get exaggerated by the idea that. This is a military town, and in the sense that it's not just any military, but a lot of p- local females, you would hear them mostly say, I don't want to date a military guy. Yeah. Because they're like, I'm not sure if I could do that. So a lot of times, um, the military people that come in town, if they're single, they're trying to get that one night stand hookup with females. So a lot of females here are very leery of messing with guys in the military. Or the females that did mess with guys in the military, they might be burned. Or if they mess with guys in the military, the guy in the military swoops them up and takes them somewhere else. Right. Well, getting, I mean, kind of when something expanding on something you said or you mentioned, for me, I, when I was single and dating in this area, it, it always seemed to me like there were three types of women in this area. There were the ones that only date guys I grew up with. Right? right, so they went like the girls that we went to they went, they, they, they went to high school with. here. They went to college here. They've never left the area, and they still hang out with the same folks. So they're and they only date people that they they grew up with. Then uh, there's the girls that only want to date military guys, Correct. which to me was always a little weary because you, you know, what are you really after here? I mean, why do you? Are you seeing, is it because your dad was military? You know that there's a lot you of good understand in that? it, or is it like you want or is that, a free you meal ticket? That, yeah, do you want you that understand paycheck, that? You know? Hey, it's happening. And, he's he's going to yeah. have a job consistent. I don't have to worry about anything. Right. And then there was a third type, which I like to call the unicorns, mm-hmm. and those are those are the down to earth ones, They're the ones that actually had an open mind. You know, were wanted uh, wanted to actually meet or will date or meet any not anybody, but will you know would talk to you in bars and not have a chip on their shoulder or whatever the case may be um and part of me in my experience those women were always the ones that were from out of town like maybe they like they got supplemented here and they're accountants or they're marketing they do business they it's that was my experience at any rate i don't know if, we, if you agree with that or not i understand that makes a lot of sense i mean a lot of women that i've known or i've dealt with like the really good ones that are single right now um they're so focused on their career. They're very career-driven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, here, it's very much a, a competition. The idea, like, um, I guess the opportunity around here, where the opportunity is not strong around here for success. Mm-hmm. So you have to pit. If you're not in the military, you have to have your either be well-connected with somebody with money. Sure. Or you have to pit. You're, you have to pit. You have to you have to grind it a little bit. You have to put the metal to the axe on that one. Yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean, you have to make it happen a little bit. And, and like women, you know, they're really grinding out school or they're grinding out work. You know, what I mean, so I guess I could see the idea that you know it gets complicated the whole dating scene itself. And 
you know, a lot of times now, I mean, Virginia Beach, we've, I think we, we touched on it in our previous, I think on the first podcast, we talked about how bad the locations that meet people here. Yeah, the meeting true. The meeting of people here is very difficult. So you would meet people at events, well, would meet them at a wine festival, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or luckily run across to grow your dreams at a beer festival? Or sure. you might, what? I mean, where do you, there's not a lot of dance clubs anymore. There's a lot of, there's a couple of bars, but the bars so in between, there's not really a bar for like, hey, singles come here to meet, and it's not like that happening. You don't see a lot of speed dating stuff around here. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You don't, it's just, there's not a lot of opportunities for like dating scene itself. So a lot of times the dating scene is kind of restricted down to apps. Right, <laughs> And right. the very sad, sad tender apps. Or, you know, you already got the bigger sites match and eHarmony and is that. And people are trying to find people on there. And that in its own right, that is another podcast, own right on online dating. That is tough. Oh, that is, I don't even want to go down that road. Absolutely. Well, now, uh, good insights. Uh, I guess my next question, just wrapping up the Valentine discussion. So what what is your favorite Valentine spot? When you are with a girl... Where, where do you like? Where do you like to take a girl for Valentine's Day? I will say that. So no local spot um, is a local spot at the beachfront. El Gordino's. Oh Italian yeah, yeah, yeah. El Gordino's is nice. I like that. Oh, place. very nice. I mean, yeah. I, I like that place. Yeah, one of my, I think one of my favorite spots I like to take my wife and stuff is a place called the Cellars. It's down off of um, Pleasure House Road. Yes, yes. It's in that neighborhood back there. Place, mm-hmm. place got a lot of history too. It's a bed and breakfast. It was a hospital during the Civil War. Really? Yeah, it's a really interesting place. But it's just if you want to take a, like a rom- romantic spot. And take your girl and just have a real romantic evening. The cellars is the place because it's like you got a spot right. Next, you can get a spot right next to the fireplace. It's real intimate. Um, it's obviously it's in a cellar of this building, so it's and the, the food and the wine list is just amazing. One more thing before we move on, because I know that's a great segue to move into our restaurant discussion. But one thing I do want to mention is a place called the Paper Source, gentlemen. I know it's too late now to give this advice because it's already Valentine's Day, but if you're ever looking to make a sweet gift for your girl, or anybody for that matter, especially like a card or something, and by the way, we're not being paid to endorse any of these No, places, we're not getting paid a damn thing, but trust me. I went to the paper source this week to make my wife a Valentine's Day card. They had a whole thing up where it was like, you pay eight bucks, you can use all their paper mache, their, like all their cutout stuff to make a card, and it, it was awesome. You're making it by hand? You make it by hand. So are you like in kindergarten again? Dude, yes, and it was. It's heartfelt. I mean, women dig that shit, dude. I guess you guess, dude. Guess. Women dig that shit. It it's was all right. But paper source is legit, and the girl that helped me, Rachel, she was awesome. So if you're listening, name dropper. I want you to know you were you were a huge help, and my wife greatly appreciated it. Name drop. I'm gonna name drop. I didn't give her last name; just gave her first name. That's <laughs> all right. All right. So restaurants this week, we hit a, a few, quite a few. Uh, you and I, we went to Woody McGee's yes. Bar Show on Tuesday. And then I went to Pier 37, Bricks, and Fire and Vine this week. So let's begin. Let's talk about Woody McGee's Bar Show. Um, what'd you think, man? I liked it. I mean, um, it is a restaurant. I would say um, on the outside looks nice. Um, not a lot. It doesn't. It's not overly appealing, but it's quaint. Uh, when you walk inside, the restaurant has a. The restaurant itself has an identity crisis because I'm not sure exactly what's the demographic they're aiming for. Because the non-smoking side had no televisions in it, but had, Though our waitress, I would say, would probably made up fifty percent of our experience. 
we had we had a we had a really good waitress a waitress named Anna. Yeah, um, she was really good. You know what I mean? Quite the character. Quite I mean, a character. She really liked to talk, yeah. man. Like she was fun. You know what she I mean? was like, yeah, she was cool. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, uh, the other side where the bar is and the TVs are and pool tables are, unfortunately, is a smoking section. Yeah. So and it's and it's not like a smoking section. Like it's smoking. Okay, it's like smoking with the mild ashtray feel to it. So I mean, it's like I wouldn't say it's more like a dive bar type yeah. feel to it, but it's like you walk in there and you could obviously tell. It's smoking session. They're chaining. They're chain smoking in here. There's not a lot of great ventilation in that room. Yeah. But um, there's pool tables. I saw two pool tables. They have a little jukebox in there. I think they do karaoke in that room too. Yeah. So I mean, like all the main stuffs happening in the smoking room, and then the non-smoking room is just the, like the main dining room hall. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that's where I'm like, it's cool that you're maybe aiming to say that I want a place for my smokers to be at, but. Unfortunately, that's 1995 thinking. Yeah, I could agree with that. I kind of the vibe I got. It's, it's it's a great, it's a great casual dining experience. I think, and the food's good. Yeah, I'll the, be back. The food is good. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about the food here in a second. But as far as the atmosphere goes, it's a very casual dining experience. I mean, I kind of feel like it, that dining experience I could probably get anywhere for that for that matter. I mean, uh, it, it it's a local spot, but at the same time, it has a very commercial feel to it in yeah. some respects, like TGI Fridays, Applebee's, Finnegan's. Uh, so very Vegas. casual, yeah. Jesus. yeah, I know, right? Taking it back, the nineteen ninety five dining experience. Jesus. So it has a very casual dining. Uh, it's, a, it's a casual dining experience. Um, I feel like the bar side, I've, as I've eaten there once before, it's, it struggles to be something similar to like Cheers. Like it wants to be the local spot where everybody comes and like has is regulars there, you know. Fair. And maybe it is for a lot of people. Yeah, I, mean, I saw somebody like, had a bumper sticker outside their car when we were walking yeah. in. But I kind of feel like if you want, in order to have that, che- you know, something about Cheers. Cheers didn't have two sides. Like Cheers was an entire bar. Yeah. You know, so you didn't have it's that one experience. Exactly. It, so you're not walking in and getting like, well, I just want you to be at a restaurant. No, I don't think like if you're a pub, you're a pub. If you're a restaurant, you're a restaurant. Why try to fight and be both? Right. Like, you know, I don't understand. So that was that was part of it. The food. So the food was good though. Yes. Like I had the French onion soup, which for me. I love French onion soup. One of my biggest gripes when they bring out too hot and you burn your mouth on it. That shit bugs the shit. That bugs the shit out of me every single time. Especially when because the cheese is so molten hot. Like you're hungry, you want to get after it. It's the name. It's it's, it's the price of the man. It's price of the game you play, sir. I guess it's like Russian roulette, I suppose. But the temperature on the soup was so was perfect where I could dive right into it, and I feel like I was gonna rip the top of my mouth open with you know with scalding hot burns, but. That's neither here nor there, I guess. Right. And then uh, I had the fifty fifty burger, which is a combination of hamburger meat and ground uh, bacon, which was amazing. I mean, you bite into it and you get that you get hit with that first that nice tender juicy hamburger meat flavor, and then as you continue to chew, you get these beautiful accents of just bacon. Like you're just hitting you your senses with some bacon with every chew. Fantastic. Um, they had it comes with caramelized onions. I didn't do that because I didn't want to take away from the tape the flavor of the meat, but it was fantastic. Uh, what what do you have, man? What'd I had the she crab soup. Yeah. Which I would say that uh, compared to like other she crab soups I had around, I think it's right on par. It wouldn't um, I wouldn't say it was overly great, overly bad. Um, price point maybe I've had better price points on she crab soup mm-hmm. of that quality, but um, if you ask me, hey Nick, would you buy that again? Yeah, I probably would. Um, but at the same time, the um, I had they had a special. We went on Mardi Gras, 
So, oh, yeah, that's right. We went on Mardi Gras, which another thing happened. Who would think so many things happen after the Super Bowl, right? So I had um, I ordered off this Mardi Gras menu, and I went ahead and got um, – they had a Cajun chicken pasta. Like it was chicken pasta. It had like lingu- – it had angel hair pasta, whatever, um, cilantro, nice little Cajun sauce. Had a nice little spice to it too. I like a little bit of kick. Um, red peppers, green peppers, um, tender chicken. Um I, I like the pasta a lot. I mean, I ate about half of it. I ate a little bit before that when I went to the meal with um, Mr. Figs. So I, I took some at home, and it warmed up really well. So, I mean, it, it was really good. And like I said, um, I filled out. Um, really interesting thing about Woody McGee's is they have um, you, they have a little sign-up program like most places do. Yeah, and yeah, you earn yeah. points and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But their point system works a little differently. And the idea that you will get, um, if you sign up for it, you'll get a discount for your birthday, your half anniversary. For your half anniversary, right? And for your anniversary, no, it's a half birthday in your anniversary. Was it? Ha- oh, that's half right. Birthday. Yeah, half birthday. You're yeah. right. You're so you right, get right. you get your birthday, you get a birthday coupon, half birthday coupon, and you get a coupon also for your anniversary of your spouse or whatever your anniversary you want to get. It's my anniversary. Come to the restaurant or something. Shit. Yeah. You know, what I mean, so they just they're just trying to bring it in it's a local spot yeah, you know yeah. what i mean like i said i like it a lot it's just i think the restaurant itself so from an identity crisis and i think you hit it around the head as soon as you were talking you said like it's a pub it should have been with mcgee's pub and if it said it was a pub and it did not do the non-smoking side and it did a straight up like hey man welcome here yeah we have smoking here and is that whatever so if they said we have smoking here they're smoking no cigar smoke sorry and it kept it like that and then you would uh Still had your locals who love smoking because apparently cigarettes aren't going away. Not in Virginia. 2016, apparently. <laughs> um, you know, they could come in there and get a little cigarette and they can enjoy their meal. And me, growing up with a father who's a smoke, chain smoke, whatever, it's just secondhand smoke to me. So it doesn't bother me none. And, you know, I would go in there and get a good meal, sing a little yeah, karaoke, but most and watch don't TV. Wanna, don't want to eat while, they, while people are smoking around them. Yeah, that's most people. I don't want to eat while people are that's, smoking That's around. you. I mean, that's just nasty. That's gross. Yeah, I mean, how? It ruins the flavor of the food. You does smell, it? Yeah, hell yeah, it does. I think drinking alcohol while you're eating ruins flavor. That's why I don't drink alcohol when I'm, when I'm eating. You ever notice that? You had a drink while we were eating. I had a drink, but did I drink it while I was eating? Whatever, man. <laughs> All right, so moving on, though. Uh, we'll talk now. Uh, I'm going to talk real briefly about the next three, because unfortunately you weren't able to be there with some of the, on some of these. But Fair enough. Uh, Pier 37 is a spot down, in, uh, down near Shore Drive off of the old... Um, Great Neck Road. This is a place that my wife and I have been to before. Uh, The ambiance is really nice. I mean, it's a very posh spot. They have a huge wine selection. Uh, That night, I got to tell you, man, this is hilarious. Because so uh, I went and had a seat at the bar. And I kind of felt bad for the bartender. They're clearly overwhelmed. But they acknowledged me first right off the bat, which is huge for me. I hate going somewhere and sitting down at the bar and sitting there for like five minutes. And nobody says anything to me. Like... Too true. I hate that stuff. Yeah. So I'll give him respect the fact that he was like, hey, I'll be right with you. So this is the best, probably the best working uh, team I've ever seen, mostly because you had this one Asian guy, clean cut, very muscular, on his game, like smooth with the ladies. And then you had this guy who's like in his probably mid to late 30s, a little slower, not quite as clean cut, you know, a little, and just not having a very good night. And, uh, you know, just seeing the two of them, like, here's the Asian guy, like, hey, man, you got to get your drinks, and da 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 And the other guy is just like, I'm getting there, okay? I'm trying to do my thing, all right? It was just an interesting dynamic off the bat. But um, the food was good. Had the, you know, the, the, I'd recommend 
Uh, start off with uh, with the oysters. Fresh oysters are always the way to go. Unfortunately, so I had the scallops. My, so here's my impression of the scallops. A little peppery for my taste. I love seared scallops, um, but I felt like as I'm eating them, just a little too peppery for me. I think too it, peppery. Yeah, it kind of overpowered it for me. But um, you know, overall though, a pretty pleasant experience. But the place I really want to I want to blow up right now, real quick, is a new spot called Bricks, and this place is down on Princess Anne Road. Uh, right across from Best Buy and Lansdowne Common. What a fantastic restaurant. I can't say enough about it. Brick, is that the sandwich place, correct? No, no, no. It's a pizza spot. Okay. So it's brick oven pizzas. Okay. All right. And you walk in there. they got a a huge bar, fantastic beer selection. Lots of local breweries, IPAs, (laughs) lagers. I mean, a huge beer selection. Um, And then on top of that, you know, the, the pizzas are made fresh right there in this brick oven that they have right when you walk in the door. Um, the service was fantastic. Um, the 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 dining ex- room experience was real nice. I mean, it's brand new. It only opened like three weeks ago. My only complaint, if I have one, is authenticity. So if you're gonna boast you have a brick oven pe- a brick oven pizza joint, oh, all right, your brick oven should probably go. be fueled by actual wood. Brick? Oh shit! Because I hate when I look into an oven and I see that it's a gas fueled fire. And you just put the logs in there to catch. Cheating. So you get the smoke, oh, they're cheating. So you get the smoky flavor. They're cheating. Like for me, they're cheating. I'm a purist. You know, I love making pizzas on my big green egg. Oh Christ! Over over a lump, you know, lump and and wood. There we go. So if you're gonna do it, like be authentic about it. That's my only deal. But the pizza was still good. It still tasted good. But that's my my two cents. Um, all right. Now my last for my my, my sad story. Fire and Vine, another local f- favorite. Uh. I was at Fire and Vine last night. That's off Laskin Road. I love. I always love going there. The food's always great. It's a, again. It's a, it's a uh, wood fire kind of concept. They do a lot of fresh steaks. It's very Argentinian. Um, so I go in there and they have a Valentine's menu. Now I'm by myself, mind you, uh, which is great because all the couples were still waiting for seats, and I was able to get a seat at the bar. But fair enough. You know, here I am, lone guy on Valentine's night, and I'm getting the Valentine's. They had a Valentine's menu. It was a three course meal, and you could pick your 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 starter, your entree, and your dessert. So here I am, Mr. Lonely Hearts, with, uh, ordering out the Valentine's menu, and uh, I got this strip steak, which was fantastic. Uh, but it was just hilarious looking around me and seeing all these other couples with the the guys standing, the girls seated as they all wait for their for their tables or their reservations to pop. But Fire and Vine always a always a good spot though. But all right, let's go ahead and move on to the thing I think most people are waiting for. That's probably our Deadpool review. So what do you think, man? Why don't you kick us off on that? Um, Deadpool. I will say that that is the best Marvel movie I've ever seen. The best Marvel movie. Wow, yes. that's a pretty tall order. Now, best Marvel. Hold on, are we just talking, are we talking about Marvel character movie, or are we talking about because we gotta keep in mind this is a technically this is a Fox movie. Okay. So we saying the best Marvel character, Marvel superhero, Marvel movie. character superhero movie. Yes. Wow. It ain't better than DC. I'm not, no, no, no. Because DC movies, I'm gonna have to really sit back. I, I think my, my <laughs> I'm sorry. Second, the proverbial. I'm sorry, but I really member do. of DC. I'm sorry, man. I is Man of Steel, Man of Steel, Dark Knight Rises, man, Dark Knight, Dark Knight. Come on, I mean those are really good movies. They're really great movies. Uh, 
It, DC has a lot of shitty movies too, so I'm not I'm not even saying like yo DC makes the best. Oh hell, fuck shit. You know what I mean? But Deadpool as a as a fanboy, I own a couple of Daredevil comics, you know, and I read them over and over as a kid. And you watch the movie. Unlike all the other Marvel movies I've ever seen, this movie took the fan like brought the fanboy out of me and said, "Hey, look." Take a look at this. This is something straight out of the comic book. And you see, and you're like, this could be in the comic book. This is cool. You know what I mean? Because comic books, we've talked about this before. Comic right. books are very mature. Yeah. Comic books are made for kids. You know what I mean? Kids buy comic books. Hey, hey, hold on. I, I still collect I know, comic I know. books. You still collect they comic books. I know. Right, 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 right. You collect comic books. It's true. But at the same time, kids mostly read them. Fact. I suppose, yeah. All right. <laughs> Just read them. Adults collect them. All right. There we go. But uh, these kids... When we were kids, we read them. They're very adult content. Blood. Death. Marvel movies don't have those. This movie had a lot of it. You know what I mean? And then, you know, it was witty. It was Ryan Reynolds in his element. Ryan Reynolds, let's be honest. Ryan Reynolds doesn't stretch the limits of being a great actor. But if you put Ryan Ryan Reynolds in his wheelhouse, hey, man, I want you to be snappy. I want you to be witty. And good looking on cameras, do it. Yeah, I got and that's say. right in his wheelhouse. Yeah. He knocks out the park. Yeah, it was it was it was refreshing to have old Ryan Reynolds back because yeah. you know you know here you know when we were young, Ryan Reynolds for us is Van Wilder. That's, Always that's, or Blade. Remember Blade Three? Like Witty, Witty. <sighs> he was fading. Witty Ryan Reynolds in Blade Three, but that that was Ryan Reynolds, quick witted, snarky, sarcastic. That's Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Then he decided, I want to get away from this. I'm gonna go branch out. I'm gonna try to do real films, real films, and try to be like a real. Let's actor. be honest. I, I do like that one film he has where like him and like he's talking to his daughter about like the three women he dated and which how he met his mo- how he met the wife. I like that film. It's on television. I'm a sucker for it. But I'm just saying like. Like he tried to be a real actor at this point, right? He yes, he has that one, one stupid yeah. ass movie where he's in a box. Yep. So it was refreshing to see Ron Reynolds be Ron Reynolds again. You know, that's the Ron Reynolds I remember when he first. People came in my out. job are telling me that he has a movie called The Voices, whatever. I and they, I never seen either. But everybody's telling me I should see it. I should see because it it's kind of funny, but it's very. It's a dark comedy. Mm-hmm. But it was refreshing to see old Ron Reynolds back doing what, what he does best. There's that part of it. Also, too, I think you kind of hit on it. This. They did a really great job capturing what Deadpool is, right? And for those of you that don't know who Deadpool is, uh, he's a, he's a he's an antihero, he's a mercenary, um, and he's the only super the superhero that's aware of the fact that he's in a comic. He breaks the fourth wall. If you don't know what the fourth wall is, it means he talks to the audience, right? He does it in the comic book. He does it in the movie. What they did a great job here was is they 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 simply just changed mediums. So he is aware of the fact that he's in a movie. He's in a movie. He's in a production. And he addresses it. And you see it in the previews. You know, like, don't make the super suit green and animated, you know, which is hilarious because yep, we all great. know Green Lantern sucked. <laughs> and it, it sucked was so hard. It was bad. So to, for him to address that right off the bat was great. It is so bad. I'm not sure if I want to see other Green Lantern movie ever. Oh, even yeah. if they made a black one. Oh, even no. a black guy. I don't care. <laughs> but I mean, it, it, uh, just, it was a really, like, really well done way of, you know, they, they captured everything that is about Deadpool. And and made it happen. On top of that, too, what I liked about it too was so one issue we were talking about this a little earlier. Uh, so Fox has always been very careful about what they say about the greater Marvel universe because they got to be careful not to tread on Marvel's properties because there's a dispute there. Yes, right. But they were able, they did it just right here in the movie, and I won't spoil anything that we saw or what we or what will be what is said, but. 
they find a way to discuss the greater Marvel universe outside of the X Men franchise, which Fox has control of, and give you and, and make this movie feel like it belongs as part of this great Marvel universe, which Disney owns, right? Right. Um, I, I you know, one thing that I can say that's not spoil that's very spoiler free, um, that you obviously see in the commercial is um, Kid Nova. All right, so Kid Nova itself. You mean Negahonic or Negasonic Warhead? Teenage yeah, what, Negasonic Warhead? What her fuck her name is? Her yeah. name is something crazy, yes. Yeah. Deadpool's like, can I have that name? Um, can we switch names? Uh, <laughs> I like her character. Oh, the, yeah. I like her character for one reason. Hmm. It is totally everything else that the other Marvel characters aren't. Mm-hmm. Like, all the other Marvel characters, you see women Marvel characters, they're beautiful. They're tall. They're slender. They have long hair. They're, you know, they're beautiful women. No offense, the world isn't beautiful everywhere. And this little girl, I mean, the actress, I'm not gonna, call, I'm not calling her ugly on this podcast, but I'm not telling you she doesn't hold really a candle to Jennifer Lawrence. You know what I mean? Well, no, no, no. You know what I mean? Like she's, her body isn't really toned. You know what I mean? She had a little gut. You, yeah, she sure you did. Saw, you yeah, saw, yeah, you saw yeah, a gut. Yeah, yeah. I saw a gut on her. You know what I mean? Uh, she a freshman fifty on her. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you know what I mean. I saw it. and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it doesn't. And I'm like, it's refreshing because it makes me feel like this is a real world. And that's why I think Marvel disconnects me because a lot of times I feel that things that happen in the Marvel world, it's a Marvel world. Like this is another world. It's never happened in Virginia Beach. Lock. No. This was not happening in New York. This will happen in California, even though they look like these places. This looks like Chicago, but it's not happening in Chicago. It will never happen here because see the people around you. No, 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 that won't happen. You know what I mean? And I saw her, and I was kind of like, "Huh, that's that's realistic." You know what I mean? Like some people like mutants, but people that the mutants that look like humans, they're not all physically fit, freaking athletes. You know what I mean? Some are normal people that, that fell into mutant powers, and they have to learn how to adjust with them. And that's what she's trying to do. You know, I mean, I, I was like, I liked her character. I'm like, I was kind of, I was kind of liking her character. I kind of felt the idea that you know, in the commercial, you see Colossus. You know, what I mean, I kind of felt that maybe I think if they gave me in that movie instead of Colossus, they gave me like maybe a lower guy. Maybe if they gave me Quicksilver, maybe if they gave me Quicksilver with her, you know, what I mean, I, I would have been like, oh wow, okay, well, or think- like I think I would have liked it better because I mean, like, all right, Deadpool's working with like. Two, lo- two lower rank X-Men guys are like, dude, we're friends with Deadpool. I know you guys don't like Deadpool, but Deadpool's my boy. You know what I mean? He's such a cool guy. And it's like, hey, why don't you join us? And he's like, eh. You know, I think it'll be really cool. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, we'll help you all Deadpool with your, with your mission here. So you know what I, I mean? I, I, like, I like her character a lot. I like, especially like the fact that she's an angsty teenager. You know, because unlike, you know, she's not your typical superhero. Yeah. Like, you know, okay, I'll do it. What do yeah, you want me to do? She's Get an it. angsty teenager. She's got an attitude. Like she's, she's on know, her phone. Yeah. She's texting. Like she's a, a, great, a great foil for Deadpool in a lot of, a lot of ways. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I actually saw Deadpool Friday night. I was bored. I had nothing else to do, so I went and saw it the night before. You douche. I know, I know. You watched it again. <laughs> you like, cheated on me. I what did. Happened? I did. I was, I'm sorry, man. I was bored. I had nothing to do. And I, so I went like the 4 o'clock show. But I'm glad I saw it twice because I'll tell you why. The first time I saw the movie, I did not care for Klaus's character. At first, I found him to be too campy, like too like you know really too goody two shoes. He's very really, too goody shoes. Just really like very too. Goody I, guess, I really felt like he he slewed down the movie. When I came back the second time, I liked his character more, and I'll tell you why. See, I, what I what kind of felt like it was there's this huge dynamic between Negasonic and Colossus. She's this moody teenager. She wants. I mean, she's probably more like Deadpool 
than than, yeah. than any of them, right? She really doesn't want to be. I don't. And I think from her perspective, she probably doesn't really want to be a hero. She probably got dragged into this whole like because she has superpower, and they're like yeah. bring her here because you're dangerous. Because her power is yeah. very she dangerous. She probably got dragged into this whole. Her thing. power is very she's dangerous. Very uninterested in the probably the greater good. Like she's a teenager. She's at this point. She's probably very self absorbed for, for no maybe for lack of a better term. Then you got Colossus, who's like very mentor. much the mentor. Yeah. Like sees the bigger picture. Yeah, is trying to teach her how to be a hero. And I kind of feel like Deadpool is like in right between. in between, right? Because he's not a complete. Like, he's a dick, but he's not a complete dick. Like he still does the right thing, but he's still not a hero. Yeah, he's not gonna. He's like he's not the kind of guy that's gonna like give you a life lesson at the end of it and let you go on your way. Like he does like, say that he's like, yeah. hey, I'm not. I'm not a hero. But I'm the guy who's I'm the asshole beats up worse assholes, right? And everything. So and I kind of feel is. like the reason. So when, after watching the second time and seeing Colossus' character, I was kind of like, you know what? I see why he's in this movie, and I see why he is the way he is. Um, so I, I I grew to like the character the second time I saw this. I think the I think Colossus' character, the Colossus' character, made him too big. Like he was yeah. almost he was almost inhuman. Well, like Colossus wasn't look human. Kind of he was like, a tall guy who's made yeah. out of metal. He was like. He was like a Goliath made out of metal. Yeah, like, well, I kind of feel like too, like the CGI on Colossus too. I was not overly impressed with either. As far as motion capture characters go, he was not really well all that well done. And I think the movie kind of addresses that a little bit uh, in the opening credits, um, and we'll talk about that here in a second yeah, in the, spo- yeah, the spoiler-filled yeah. cast. But I mean, overall, fantastic film, a lot of fun. Um, it is a hard R. Don't take your children to see this movie. Oh. In fact, I was kind of surprised when there were people in the film, in the theater that had like kids, kids with them, kids. And I was like, you know, I mean, I hope you got you kids. Talk to your child about sex and anal and oral <laughs> and masturbation. Hey, lots of masturbation. All those topics. Yeah, full are frontal out. nudity, guys oh and women, God. guys and women, and this that. And I like I, for me, like I said, I was like, this is part of the best Marvel experience I've ever had because I didn't go, I didn't picture me seeing. Not one, not two, not three, but five pairs of tits in a movie. You know, yeah, I was not was prepared. I was, I wasn't prepared for that. I was like, "Wow, this is actually really nice." You know, it was funny. So I was talking to my mom, and she says, "I heard, that, I heard Ryan Reynolds is full frontal." I'm like, "Well, he's naked, but you don't see his. You don't see his." She's like, "Oh, and so you, but, well, what, what, well, who's full frontal?" I was like, "Well, there's a lot of full frontal female movies. There's not full like, frontal, but it's like no Ryan Reynolds. There is a scene where full, he is, he's like fighting naked, and you kind of get no, it's not even there's, close. There's, there's shadows. <laughs> there's shadows. There's there's there's, there's awkward shadows. You're like, oh. Whoa. It ain't Eastern Promises, but I mean, it's it's it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> but I mean, the the film was it was fantastic. I mean, it was a great, it was a really really well done film. It's, I, it was really well done. And oh, by the way, let me just throw this in real quick, real quick. Uh, Homegirl from Gotham. I oh, thought, oh I my god, her. I thought I, I would thought she so was much. very attractive in Gotham. But after watching this movie, I have all now respect for her, and she is all types of sexy to me. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, a, I, I don't even how know I'm a watcher in Gotham. I, I, oh, so I Ryan Reynolds have done DC to Marvel. She went from DC to Marvel. She can go back to DC. You know, what I mean, you got you got Ben Affleck doing Marvel. He's going to do DC. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, it, it, these crossovers are so crazy. But she's so sexy. She is. She's her character beautiful. is so great. Her character is great. Like a lot of times, these women are a lot empowered. Her character has lots of power. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like her character isn't a weakling. You know what I mean? I didn't have a feeling of like she was not the damsel in distress. Damsel in distress. She wasn't that. You know what I mean? She was captured. You know what I mean? Which you see in the commercial anyway. She's captured. But I mean, you know, she's in some weakling. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's just, it's such an adult film. And I think I've always say films like this, and I get it. 
Marvel, Disney, I get it. They want to make the money off the kids, and that's cool. But I'm sorry. These kids will buy the toys, and they'll watch for a little bit, and they'll get tired of it, and ooh, new flash, and then they'll move on. But us guys? Like, this movie is a movie that I will I could watch. I'll, I, will buy, I'll, I will buy this movie on Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. You, you're making money off me on the back end, which you never really... You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, it's it's amazing. So how the idea he'll do this and everything else, that Marvel's really, I think Marvel should make their movies a little bit darker. Like if Age of Apocalypse comes out, X-Men Age of Apocalypse comes out, and it's rated PG-13, I might get pumped. Well, I think the thing is, too, though, I got, I got to understand, too, like Deadpool as a character, as a superhero, is an R-rated superhero. Correct. So, But so makes, is Wolverine. Well, Wolverine runs around the, no, naked. No, 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 time out. It's He's decapitating time people. Out, time out, time out, time out. Wolverine is a rated R character if you're reading Weapon X. He is a PG character Isn't if that you're Wolverine reading the X-Men. movie? Huh? Isn't that Wolverine the movie? No. Read the, Weapon X? Yes, technically. Technically it is. But still. But if and they made it the what? Com- PG? The comic. Yeah, because you know why? Because shit. Wolverine is a major cash cow. Because of shit. Calm down. Wolverine is a major cash cow, so you can't. You're gonna, you're gonna kick out a ton of money. Wow! Because you want to make him a rated R fi- How? character? How? How? Because you're Wolverine since day one. X Men. X Men. The first film was was generated for an audience of young people. So if you make Wolverine, a Wolverine, rated Wolverine film, you're gonna kick out a crap ton of your. Audience. Those young people were from the original X Men movie. Are a little older now, and they can watch yeah, that but shit. The newer ones, the newer audiences. Are that not. newer audience, oh well, g- g- grow up. I know you want your own Wolverine rated R film, but the fact of the matter is, the studio wants to make more money. Daredevil is the highest rated R rated movie right now. Yes, there's a lot of not fucking R rated movies out there. Da- da- not Daredevil. Deadpool. Damn, right. can you get your shit straight? I'm, I'm excited for I'm excited Focus. for Daredevil coming out on Netflix <laughs> yes. very soon. But with, the fact of the matter, but the thing is, Daredevil. I think the reason why you can have a rated R on, De- on Deadpool is because he's not a character that. A lot of people are connected to, like Deadpool. People will be connected to him now. Yes, yeah. but the fact of the matter is, Deadpool. I'm like between you and me, like Deadpool. Like when this when this movie first popped, I was like, why do mm. I care? Why do I? Yeah, care? why do I care about? Why this? do I care about this? I'm not a Deadpool fan. Mm. I mean, no, nobody cares about this character, but there's a there was a cult following. So and Ron Reynolds was part of that cult following, and he got the studio to bite off on a movie. So. They were because the studio is like no one's connected. No one's connected to this character. We could do a rated R. We could do a rated R film. Hope to God we break even. No big deal, right? Because no, there's just not that big of a following on Deadpool. Now, if I go to the comic book store and I go to buy a comic, there's like ten covers of Deadpool. Uh, you you can't wa- you can't walk into a comic store without running to a Deadpool somewhere because. Fair. Now there's this, there's this Deadpool awareness you just can't get away, you can't get away from. Fair. So, you know that's the only reason why this R-rated movie film worked. You can't do that with Wolverine X Men. You give me goddamn PG thirteen at least. Wolverine was PG thirteen. Was it? Yes. It was a very soft PG thirteen. Either way, the Wolverine a tender PG is so well. Wolverine is so widely regarded as a character by so many people. Wolverine that caresses your head and holds you down softly. Okay, but still, the fact of the matter is, if I'm a studio and it's my job to make money, I'm going to have a film that I can have at least a majority of my audience in. So I think the problem with Marvel and the reason why they start losing money in all these damn films they made in the fucking first place was because they didn't stay true to the comic book and stay true to what we saw. What? 
It's true. I disagree. Let me I tell you. Let me tell you something. All right. Wholeheartedly. Let me. Because t- Marvel has been very true to all their characters. How? 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 In the very first. Time in the out. Very, in the, wait. Hold minute. on. Wait. You're gonna. You need to be clear because first off, there's Marvel properties owned by Fox, Universal, so and uh, uh, and Sony. There's that Marvel, and there's Marvel Marvel. Marvel Marvel You're has been Marvel well, Mar- because Marvel Marvel owned by Disney. The main Marvel franchise has knocked Iron Man out of the ballpark. Knocked Thor. They made Thor work. Thor's a all magical right. being, a magical being, a god. They made Thor work. Thor's all right. Okay, but they made Thor work. Uh, Ant Man. Who gives a crap about Ant Man? No one does. Right, but that movie worked. Guardians of the Galaxy. Who gives a care about Guardians of the Galaxy? Not a fucking person. Right, but that movie, biggest movie of the year that year. That's ridiculousness. But still. Because of fucking raccoon. Marvel is doing a fantastic. Because Bradley Cooper was in it. Hold on, Marvel, Disney's Marvel is knocking out their characters. We're, we're getting an Infinity Gauntlet film. That's the stuff dreams are made of, Nick. That's the stuff dreams are look, made man, of. Look, man, look. Hold look, on, wait, wait, wait. Uh, no, you, 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 you blew up all of our. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow up all. I'm gonna show you all over your neck, chest, and back how Marvel is working. Now, no, dude. On, I'm wait, talking wait, wait, about wait. the movies. I am, I am talking about the movies. Now, hold up. Now. Sony Marvel, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, we're okay. Spider-Man 3 sucks. Yep. Amazing Spider-Man 1, Amazing Spider-Man 2, not so great. I heard they were okay. They're all right. But the fact of the matter is, guess who owns that property? Sony. All right. X-Men 1, good. X-Men 2, good. X-Men 3, sucks. The Wolverine Origins, sucks. The Wolverine, good. First Class, good. Great. uh, Days of Future Past, Wonderful. El Apocalypse looks awesome. Mm. Now hold on. Again, studio Fox. Also, director Brian Singer has all the good all the good X-Men movies. The non-Brian Singer has the not so great X-Men films. So I'm allowed to make mistakes. But hold I'm... on, wait. No, I'm not done. Hold good on. Gracious. Hold on. I'm I'm Fantastic 4. We're not going down this road. Hold on, yes, we are. Marvel. Not going down this road. Hold on. Hold on. Marvel. This road is terrible. Owned by Fox. This is a terrible road. Oh, I've sucked. This is bad. Uh, let's see. They oh, made two. Hold on. Wait. 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 Hold on. Um, Captain Hulk, America Hulk, was the no, fucking torch. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just. Don't. Come don't, on. don't handle your. Don't. Don't. Don't argue. So if you're not ready to hear the truth, hold on. Hulk. Hulk. Let's see. Hulk. Owned by Universal at this point. At this point in time. Correct. Universal Hulk movies suck. Wait a minute. Avengers Hulk. Wait a minute. Wait awesome. a minute. Wait a minute. Now. Wait a minute. The second Hulk movie with Edward Norton Jr. Okay. Nice try. Yeah, you try to slide okay. that by me. But still, nice try. But still, Aaron Norton Jr. was good. Which, which, which Hulk would you rather have? Avengers Hulk? Owned by Marvel? Or Hulk and a Why can't have Edward Norton Jr. as Hulk? Why had to get Homeboy? Hmm? Why had to get Homeboy because as people Hulk? People know he didn't work, man. No, so, people I like Edward no, Norton. No, they, they know that Edward Norton's a little right, too expensive. Getting, we were going way too long. It's all right. We're at 46 minutes. Let's, let's, let's bring it in. So, Deadpool overall. We like it very well. Deadpool, I loved it. And I will buy it on Blu-ray. Okay. It's the best Marvel movie I've ever seen. It's the best one that's been... Whoa. Hold down. It's one of the best ever made. It will be top three for best me, Marvel movies Deadpool made. Deadpool is a fantastic film. I love it. Top uh, three. For me, it's tied with... Top three. Winter Soldier. I have not seen Winter Soldier. See, and that's what I'm talking about, man. You need to see Winter Soldier. Here's my feel- I'm telling you, these Marvel films are so bad. Stop. Here's my feelings. We're done. We're moving on. All right. So, we've got two more talks we want to hit in the main, spot, in the, in the main podcast. Let's talk about games. We had two games drop this week. You've been playing XCOM 2. I've been playing Dying Light the following. 
What do you think? Tell me about XCOM 2. All right, XCOM 2, um, if you know anything about XCOM, really, with the, it's on PC only right now. Hopefully, it turns to PS4. Fingers crossed. You know what I mean? But um, I actually got my gaming rig strong enough to run it, and um, it's a fantastic game. It's very unpredictable. Has Every stage is random generated, so every stage, no matter what you play, that you could restart the game over and play the game over again, and the stage will be different. Your objectives will be different. There's permadeath. If you don't know what permadeath is, if you're not really familiar with gaming, is your character that you have, once he dies, he's dead forever. There's no turning back. <laughs> so, I mean, so a lot of times this game, every action matters. And unlike the events, I don't want to really go too fast, but let me just elaborate real quickly. Is The events of XCOM 1, you're, the aliens are attacking Earth, and you're a government agency trying to protect the Earth. Well, eventually, unlike... The developers on the first game you're playing, you actually win if you beat the game. Well, we went to XCOM 2, and he said, well, we actually did. We actually lost. We lost a long war. So the game takes 20 years later, where the alien forces have now took over Earth, and they're actually, um, there's humans, pretty much we're enslaved. We're kind of just played, treated like sheep, you know, and they're controlling us, everything that we're doing, and, and this, that, and you're going about... You know, you're going about just doing your missions, and in these missions, you're actually guerrilla warfare. As you're, you're, they don't know where you're at, so you have a lot of concealed action as you're like fighting. You're concealed, and you have to jump on them. And as the game goes along, it has a very strong emphasis on the idea that your actions in this game they evolve how the game plays. For example, if you play a mission, it might tell you like one mission says, "Hey, ch- sub- ch- like." There's supply depot. They have a supply depot. There were extra weapons there. Let's take their weapons from them now. And they have objectives. They have a certain amount of turns to do this, you know. And then if you do it within the amount of turns to get this objective done, then bam, you achieve objective and you complete the mission. It's like, hey, you got more weapons. You got more intel. You're forced to get a little stronger. Now they on the back end, they're gonna be the computer is gonna adjust to how you're playing and it's gonna adjust to how, try to defeat you because the game wants to beat you. And the game is not easy. The game's a little brutal too. The game will make you pay for a bad move. The game will say, oh, you took our weapons? Fine. We're a little weaker now, but we're going to make stronger soldiers to counteract what you're doing. And now you have to kind of level up and try to get your people right. And as your people level up, they get better abilities. And the abilities are really good this year, too. Or vice versa, if you lose the mission, then the enemy is like, all right, look, we have better weapons now. You lost the mission. You didn't get the weapons you needed. And now instead of leveling our people up, we're going to make our defenses a little bit stronger. So next time you do a mission like this, they'll have stronger people protecting it. Because last time you tried to attack, you actually didn't. You so, did. You almost got us. And this time we got you. So, so why should I be excited about this game? Why should I be excited for it? Yeah. It's just awesome. There's lots of hours of gameplay and it's unpredictability. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you're in any type of strategy, turn-based game, when it comes to like strategy, figuring out you're going to move your soldiers and everything else, it just has lots of great detail in it. You know, and compared to the original XCOMs, XCOM goes back to like the 90s on the PC, whatever, where the graphics were absolute shit, and the game was extremely brutal. It wasn't easy at all. So, I mean, this game itself, like, it, XCOM sold really well on PlayStation 3, on Xbox 360, but the Enemy Within and Enemy Unknown, you know what I mean? So, XCOM 2 is like the continuation, took everything from the original game, put it back in there, and then put everything else everybody wanted in the first two games, in the first game and made it 
in that game. You full character developing. You can make character. You create you in the game. I created. I, I made myself and I made Mr. Figs in that game. Oh you know God. what I mean? And they get and they will eventually show up as squatty. They'll show up as rookies, and it'll be a random thing. And I have them looking just like we look just like each other. You That's know, crazy. and as we level up, you know, we we'll get different abilities, different things we can unlock, different clothing we wear, and they're not dressed like soldiers. They're dressed like so. Do I need, do I need to be? I mean. So as someone that's never played XCOM, can I jump in this game and still enjoy it? Or yes. do I need to have played XCOM? Before? Yeah, because there's tutorial. There's okay. tutorial missions. And then there's the game has like um you get there's a beginner VO, they call it the beginner VO, where the game will tell you, hey, do this, do that, do this, do that. It will kinda hold your hand for the first couple of missions. Hey, do this, hey, do that. Cause even I'm doing that right now, because I'm trying to like, all right, I play the original, but there's a lot of new stuff that you introduce to the game, and I'm like, tell me what me what is this? And what is that? So I can know what that is, you know? So, I mean, you could jump in that game and be just fine. And I recommend if you have a PC or a PC gamer at all, please get this game. And if you're a PC gamer, you already know about this game. So yeah, that's yeah. how it goes. And it's, go, it's, it's regular price, 60 bucks. Gotcha. Yeah, so uh, I started Dying Light the following this week, which is the follow-up or the not uh, pretty much a direct sequel to the first Dying Light game, which... Uh, I got nothing but good things to say about it. First off, I was a huge fan of Dying Light, the first one. I mean, the, the environments, the graphics are fantastic. They do a fan, do a wonderful job of putting you right in the middle of the game of, of the environment, make you feel like you're actually in this uh, in this quarantine zone. The characters are very, are, are pretty lifelike. Um, they're relatable in a lot of respects. Um, and again, just uh, you know, the zombie horde is. You know, there and very present, especially in this game. One of the things I find really great about this this particular version, of Dying Light, is that you're in the countryside. Uh, in the beginning, in the first one, you're in the city. There's lots of places to hide. There's lots of places to, you know, probably the one the one thing that makes the game thrilling is the fact that there's a lot of corners. You might turn a corner, you might run into some zombies or whatever. But uh, I mean, it's a uh, in this one. You just you cannot escape the zombies. You cannot escape the biters, as they're called. And what's worse is you've got some major, major heavy hitters, you know, that that sneak up on you uh, at all times. I mean, you've got uh, this, you got zombies running up on you out of, out of the woodwork, hitting you up, constantly surprising you, constantly keeping your toes. Um, another new aspect about this game, which is just a lot of fun, is the idea that you get a dune buggy or a go kart to get around on and get around with. And you can upgrade it so that you can make it essentially make it a weapon. It's not just a tool for you to get around with, but it's a weapon. You can run over zombies. You can set off an alarm to attract zombies to your vehicle to help you get around obstacles. I mean, it's it's a, a fantastic new addition to the game. Um, I heard with this game, there's a lot of less parkour. There the is because out open right, like that. yeah, it's uh, it is a lot less parkour because of the fact you're out in open fields and an open environment. And really, change that open environment really changes the dynamic of the game. Because before the parkour, the parkour thing was like one of the most exciting things about Dying Light was jumping from rooftop to rooftop and to evade zombies and get around the map. Here now, you know, you're really dependent on that dune buggy to get you around, and the parkour skills kind of go by the wayside. Um, and it's what's crazy about it too is uh, it's very easy to like if you engage in a group of zombies it's very easy to find yourself swarmed with nowhere to go uh, because uh, there's it's just an open environment you know I mean they come out of the trees they come out of the bushes they come out of the fields it's it's, it's insane um, but I'm, I'm enjoying it I mean I've, I've really enjoyed the game up to this point is the game like when you're driving like the big thing I've read 
when it comes to this and uh, reviews I've seen of it, it's like with the buggy, with the buggy itself, because now driving is a major thing. Because I saw they could siphon fuel for cars. Yeah, you, you gotta, know, you could do yeah, that. And true. like, you, you is go it? Down, you guys, you gotta get fuel. You gotta get parts because your new buggy breaks down. So you gotta scavenge for parts. You gotta like when you're driving rules. the buggy. Is there like, um, does it feel like it's on skates? Like almost like a Grand Theft Auto style, where it's kind of like the cars like. Does it feel like you're driving? Does it, do you feel the grass? Do you feel oh, the dirt? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like when you're, or is it like you're, you're sliding no, on you're, skates? When you're, when you're on the road, you are on the road. When you're on dirt, you're on dirt. I mean, it is, it's it's probably the closest experience, the closest thing to driving an actual vehicle in a video game that you can possibly get. It, it's they do a, It does a fantastic job. Um, the, 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 the quests, if you will, uh, are really good. Um, they put you in some situations where you really need to make sure you load up on your weapons and your ammo and everything before you get into it. Um, just because you don't want to be caught off guard, you never really know what you're getting into. Uh, it's a really, really good game, and I highly recommend it. All right, folks, I'm going to wrap up with one more review for you guys um, we're, um, before we get into our Deadpool spoiler cast, and that's comics. Um, we've had some listeners ask us. You know, they know I'm a they know I'm, a, I'm an avid comic book reader. I, I do collect. I'm a 34 year old man with a 17 year old you know soul, if you will. 17 year old man trapped in 34 year old man's body, something like that. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, I do collect comic books. I do enjoy them still. Um, and uh, some folks have asked me to do some comic reviews. Now, I'm not an expert in any by any means. I certainly don't know the history of all the characters involved, but. Um, I will tell you that there's been some fantastic releases this month that you need to go out and you need to be on the lookout for. So first, let me start with this week we had uh, Ninja Turtles Batman number three came out, which is part of a six-part series that combines the Ninja Turtles and Batman. A little background, the Ninja Turtles find themselves transported into another dimension, which happens to be Gotham City. Uh, And uh, Shredder is there, present, working with the Penguin. And he's trying to rule not only Gotham City, but his own homeworld at the same time. So, really great story. The artwork is fantastic. I mean, just each panel is so filled with uh, just a lot of life, a lot of intensity. Um, The action sequences really just capture the reader. And the story is very compelling on top of it. And just seeing the Ninja Turtles interact with Batman, too, is a really interesting story, like, uh, plot point. I mean... You got, you know, usually when you see Batman interact with a teammate, it's something like Robin, you know, who's young, semi-obedient, maybe a little rebellious. But then now you got Batman, you know, interacting with people like Michelangelo, who doesn't take anything seriously whatsoever, Nothing which makes for a fun, all. yeah, makes for a fun dynamic. Splinter interjects himself as like this wise leader, who's something that Batman can instantly connect to because he's a, he's a oh, grown up, you know. What I mean, he's he's uh, so a really good dynamic. Uh, Leo. Taking a lot of leadership cues from Batman is kind of a nice plot point, too, because uh, he sees uh, what a presence Batman is. He's a real professional. He knows how to handle what he's, you know, how to handle himself. So, And then Ralph being very hesitant to work with Batman, you know, because I think he's, he's he knows that Batman's a much better warrior and his ego comes uh, kind of comes into question. So a great read. I highly recommend you pick it up and follow the story. Uh, another piece that came out this week is Deadpool Spider-Man number two. Uh, another, I think it's a six-part series. Opened up with Spider-Man Deadpool last month. A lot of fun. I mean, I think a lot of people usually compare these two characters because they're very witty. They, they interject a lot of humor into their crime fighting. Uh, and to see Deadpool and Spider-Man play off each other is really great. Plus, an interesting plot point, too, is Deadpool's been hired to kill Peter Parker who at this point, which I didn't know, apparently in this this point in the universe, he's a major CEO of a company, 
uh, and Deadpool's gotten information that leads him to believe that Peter Parker is a supervillain doing experiments in humans, and he's working with Spider-Man, who is Peter, Peter Parker. Parker. Yeah. So it, it really puts Spider-Man in a very interesting position. And we get Spider-Man's Miles Morales as well in there. So you get both Spider-Mans plus Deadpool uh, in this run. And, uh, the artwork, again, is fantastic. The panels are really captivating. Lots of color, lots of action. It's it's good. It's a, it's a good read. Um, the last comic I'll hit on did not release this week. It's a little behind this month, but uh, you need to get after it, especially if you're a Batman fan, is The Dark Knight Returns Part 3. Hmm. So it's a, a follow-up to Dark Knight Returns, which, as everyone knows, is the most coveted of the Batman stories. This is where we get the inspiration for Batman versus Superman. That's uh, coming out here pretty soon. So uh, in this case, so far, what we know based on the last two issues is that his lady Robin, if you will, who was with him in Batman: The Dark Knight Returns, is now kind of taking up the mantle of Batman. Um, and we saw in the last comic that Bruce Wayne is alive and well. He's much older now, but uh, we're wondering where that's going to go. But you need to get this. You need to get after this. Uh, if you're a fan of The Dark Knight Returns, this is something you want to get after and get involved in. So uh, that's my comic wrap up, wrap up for this week. Um, uh, you know, be on the lookout for these titles. They're a lot of fun, and I think they'll they'll keep you very interested. Uh, that being said, folks, that brings us to the end of this podcast. We're right in an hour this week, so hopefully you're able to stay along with us the entire time. Um, go out, enjoy your Valentine's Day. Be enjoy being with your loved ones. Uh, if you if you haven't got if you don't uh, if you're looking for a place to go eat this week again, Woody McGee's is a is a great place for you and your buddies if you want to have some drinks and kick back. Pier 37, if you want something a little more elegant, something a little more posh, it's a great place to hang out. Bricks, if you're looking for a great lunchtime spot, maybe you want to get some, get a few beers, something very casual. Again, they're a fantastic spot. And then Fire and Vine, again, a little more, a little more elegant, somewhere to put, take a nice date and have a, a real nice meal. Uh, next week, folks, uh, Nick and I are going to be visiting the um, uh, the Virginia Beach uh, uh, is ha- Virginia Beach Art Center. Uh, the MOCA, which I can never uh, remember what that stands for, but is having a huge uh, fundraising event next week called Aqua. Uh, they're going to have a lot of major chefs in the area coming out and putting together some finger foods, and they're going to have some wines out there, DJs. It's going to be a great time. Uh, we're going to check that out. We're hoping to have a good report on that next week. Uh, we did promise we'd be reviewing venues and events, and this is a pretty major event, so uh, we're going to be we're going to come at you with uh, with that um, next next weekend. Um. Uh, so that that concludes it for the week. Nick, you got anything else to add? I got nothing much really to add. I'm really um quick in gaming there. Um, Unravel came out on PS4. You know, I mean, a very beautiful game. If you're looking for a little platform with the, you know, a little bit of not so aggressiveness, whatever you're looking to see, it's a very beautiful game. Unravel came out, mm-hmm. so that's really nice. You know, so um, that's really much hot right there. Um, beyond that, nothing really great on PS4. Free game of the month is um Helldivers. Nice, nice. So, I mean, nothing, nothing crazy there. Cool, cool. The world of gaming, nothing crazy. All right. Well, great. Hey, folks, I'm glad you came out. I'm glad you listened to us. Uh, if, you, if you, again, stick around. We're about to drive into our, uh, our spoiler cast. We're going to get and dive into Deadpool even more. We're going to talk about some new trailers that pop this week. Yeah. Otherwise, y'all have a good night, and uh, enjoy your week. Thanks. Thank you guys much.